One of the biggest reasons that many of us don't exercise as much as we want to is that we're too busy, too overwhelmed, and we just don't have the brain space to add yet another task into our lives. We know that ironically, if we did exercise, it would actually make us feel calmer and more able to cope with other aspects of our lives. But it always feels a lot easier said than done when we can't see the wood for the trees. So today I am joined by the lovely Hayley Forster, founder of Simple Joy, a simple living mentor and creator of the Intentional Lifestyle Detox. She is going to help us to discover how we can reduce the overwhelm, slow down, simplify and declutter our lives in a manageable way so that we can live a more rich and joyful life. Sounds totally amazing to me and I hope you're going to love it. Welcome to the Busy Woman's Guide to Fitness and Wellness podcast, bringing you a weekly dose of fitness and wellness inspiration as we explore together how to get motivated and create a realistic and achievable way to stay active within a busy life while stepping away from guilt and the diet roller coaster for good. Together, we'll unpack some of the myths and unhelpful messages from the traditional fitness and diet industry so that you can find a better, kinder, more helpful way to fit exercise and wellness strategies into your life improve your confidence and feel amazing. I'm your host, women's fitness and wellbeing coach, Alex Hubble, founder of ChickFit, mum of two, and a firm believer that exercise and eating well can go hand in hand with chocolate, wine, and lots of rest to create a happy life. You can find out more about me at chickfit.co.uk or head to my social media channels at alexchickfit. and welcome back. I have got a brilliant guest for you today and I hope that today's episode is going to give you some amazing tips that are going to help you to simplify your life and create a bit more space and time. Now I would definitely classify myself as quite an organized person and I do love a good declutter but I'll be honest I still have plenty of moments where I feel really overwhelmed by the to-do list and it can sometimes feel that there's not that much time for fun because I'm so busy doing stuff all the time. So being honest, I invited Hayley along today for myself as much as for you, and I can't wait to dive in and find out her top tips for simplifying life and creating a bit more time for the things that really matter. Hello, Hayley, how are you? Hello, thank you for having me. That's okay, welcome. Uh, like I say, I'm kind of doing this partly for myself today as well, because uh, I think there's definitely, there's definitely an element of always doing, and I don't think lockdown has helped with that as well. You know, we're at home a lot more, so we just end up getting involved in all the jobs and all the kind of day-to-day stuff, and we kind of forget to go out there and have the fun as well. So I'm hoping that by the end of this, you're going to give me some brilliant tips on how I can actually reduce the overwhelm a little bit, maybe, and feel a bit more like I've got a bit more time for the fun stuff in life, really. So to start off with, I think you've got such an amazing, inspiring story. And I think that many of us can relate to at least parts of it. So can you tell me a little bit about why you started Simple Joy and kind of how you how you created this concept of Simple Joy? Yeah, sure. So it was it's been in the running for a very long time, and by that I mean like since my childhood. Really, I've had childhood traumas. Unfortunately, it's just one of those things that life throws at you. And I suppose my way of coping was was kind of twofold, really, but both in the in the area of control. I became a bit of a control freak with just my time and my possessions and and also just 
hoarding things. I, I really struggled to to let go of anything from my life. And it was to do with kind of keeping memories. I lost my mum when I was 13. And it was as years went by, I found it really disturbing that I couldn't remember a lot of her. And I really struggled with that. And in order to help me remember her as a person and her as a mother and, and what she felt like, she smelled like, what she sounded like, I would keep things from my childhood mm-hmm. and I would keep things from even if I went on days out and I would go and collect loads of leaflets because I was really worried about just losing my memories mm-hmm. of my childhood. So just any opportunity I had of keeping things, I would, and I would mm-hmm. just be a collector of all unusual things. And so it became quite difficult for me growing up because essentially I became a hoarder. I had a lot of stuff in my home, a lot of possessions which I had a lot of emotional ties to and in order for me to kind of feel more in control of 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 my life I did become a control freak I was a perfectionist I had my my life kind of scheduled from the minute I woke up to the minute I went to bed and it it was just a way of me for me to to minimize the unexpected nature of life I suppose and it kind of took the the magic out of it as well as you say I stopped having fun um life just became a bit of a, a chore for me and a lot of I had a lot of mental health struggles stemming from that I mean I've suffered with depression and anxiety for most of my life and it just it got to the point where it was unbearable for me um just living day to day was just very difficult I didn't want to go outside I didn't want to communicate with people um I didn't want people coming into my house because that was just embarrassing because of all the Mm. stuff that I had in there and it just got really tough and it took me a long time to realize really what the problem was and what I needed to do to to change. And it took a lot of tough times, a lot of inner work, I suppose, to realize that actually the biggest problem I had was having too much stuff in my mm. life. And that was not just in regards to possessions and physical clutter. It was I'd filled my life so full to the brim of things, like things to do. Like I would never have time to myself. I would just fill my time up. I couldn't just sit down and do nothing. Mm. I would, I found things to keep myself busy. I filled my life full of all these commitments. And really when I look back at it, it was because I didn't have to deal with the grief and the the trauma. And I was filling my life full of all this stuff. So I could just ignore it. And it, it got to the point where I realized I needed to get rid of this stuff and the easiest place for me to start actually because there was a lot of unpacking to do for sure and the easiest place for me to to start that unpacking was with my possessions yeah and I started decluttering my house and yeah I'm not going to say it wasn't hard it was difficult but it certainly made a massive impact and I think when I started it I didn't realize the impact it was going to have on me it just had so many benefits to me, both physically, mentally, emotionally. And it got to the point where people were asking me, like, what's happened here? You seem like a different <laughs> person. And that took me by surprise because I wasn't yeah. expecting that at all, just from decluttering my stuff. And I realized that actually it was just something that it 
was a big transformation for me, an unexpected mm-hmm. one as well. And and I looked around because I was feeling so much better and so much lighter. And I looked around and realized that actually everyone was feeling like I was before mm-hmm. I started to make a change. Everyone was feeling very similar, so bogged down, so overwhelmed, so yeah. stressed, so so busy. And that's where I thought, well, I need to to talk more about my journey and and what I've done to to help myself and what I do day to day to manage my anxiety and that's when simple joy was born really um and that was a few years ago now and I've I've went into people's homes and helped them to clutter I've done group coaching and blogging I just any which way I can share and support people Mm -hmm. I, I will do it and I've not looked back since really it's my big passion project it's something that I love sharing with other people Brilliant. And I think, you know, one of the things you say there is so, is such a big thing to me that it's not just about physical clutter, is it? It's about mental clutter as well. And for me, one of the biggest things that women have to contend with these days is the, that mental load. So, yeah, you're rushing around every day trying to do all the things and, you know, take the kids here, there and everywhere and keep the house clean and stuff. But it, it's actually also the added weight of that to-do list of trying to be a good parent, a good partner, uh, feeling like you need a bikini body. Um, and then also on top of that, you're like, oh God, and I need to find time for myself and self-care and looking after myself and doing exercise. And, you know, when you add all those things together, it's a lot. It's, you know, even putting aside if your home's a bit cluttered, which is not going to help your brain space, you then add all those other things to it and your brain is cluttered as well. So, it, and we almost become paralyzed. We don't know where to start first. And so we just, we don't do it at all, do we? So what, what are your top couple of tips for reducing that mental load? Um, I mean, it's a, it's a good question because I think it does, a lot of it does start there. Clutter is kind of a, a form of you coping with the mental load that you've already got. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of a, cyclical effect isn't it it's like Mm. it just it compounds it and I think the mental side of it I kind of call it a little bit the social media effect as well and don't get me wrong I'm a big fan of social media I think it brings a lot of benefits I'm on it a lot with my job but it can be quite damaging because you see these lifestyles of of all these people around you which you see maybe 2% of, you make up the other remaining 98% in your head, don't you? And that becomes a a big stigma for you. You see these lifestyles that you think are perfect and you want to, to be like them. You want to, you feel like you're a failure. You feel like you see all these super mums on social doing and doing and being who you want to be and that can be really difficult to take so I think it's hard to first of all to realize that that that's what Mm. that is what's happening but I think once you do it can make a big difference but I'd say that the the three things that I like to tell people to help them ease with the mental side of it is first of all well I'll have the being aware of it is the overarching mm. one is, is yeah. the first thing is just being aware of the the social cultural things out there and how to be aware of them but I would say the the three d's are what I tell people to stick with um the first one is to discuss discuss with people mm. how you're feeling because I think 
the worst thing we can do when we're struggling mentally is not to talk about it. I used to be like that. I'm now I'm the absolute opposite. I'll probably talk too much about mental health to people. <laughs> I'll, I'll always share what's going on in my life, but and it can be hard for some people. So just find someone in your life that is trusted, whether that be a partner, a friend, family member, or someone external to that. I mean, I'm I'm very open in the fact I've had therapists before in the fact in the past. I'm even seeing someone now, a hypnotherapist, for certain things, and I'm quite open about that. And if you've yeah. got someone like that in your life that you can trust and, and talk openly with, do that. Be open. Be uh, share your experiences, share your thoughts and your worries, and I suppose ask for help as well. Don't mm-hmm. be afraid. It's not a sign of weakness. In fact, in my eyes, it's a sign of strength that you can reach out to people and and say that this is going on. I need your help. I need your support. We do put too much pressure on ourselves to do it all and be all. And being able to reach out and and talk to people and ask for help when needed is 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 a big thing. So that's the first D. The second D is delegate as well, because half of the time mentally we're worrying about things we've got to do or uh, things that we're supposed to have done that we've not managed to do yet and um, it it can be really overwhelming and I would just tell people that it doesn't have to be done by you like who said that everything on your to-do list needs to be done by you look around you and see who can and help and support you and if it's in life, can your can your parents support in some way? Can your children in your house, depending on their age, obviously, mm-hmm. um, support you? Your partner, what can your partner take off your shoulders? If it's in work, are there people out there that you can bring on your team and support you? Another thing that people tend to roll their eyes at me when I talk about, but I employed a cleaner in my house, and mm-hmm. sometimes when I mention that, I get an, an eye roll and think, yeah. well. Surely, can you not just do that yourself? And I'm like, well, I could, but I don't want to. Mm-hmm. It's like I pay this cleaner two hours a week to come into my house to to do stuff like clean the bathrooms and and mm-hmm. and uh, clean the insides of the windows, the stuff that I personally don't really get much joy from. And also, if you say two hours a week, would you rather spend that cleaning the toilets or would you rather spend that going for a nice walk with your family? Mm-hmm. I know which one I'm going to pick. So. It's about choosing which of the things on your to-do list need to be done by you. And need is the big word. Not everything has to be done by you. And then looking at the other things and seeing where and who you can delegate those ones to. Yeah, I think, um, you know, I I, uh, employed a cleaner quite a while ago now. And same as you, I sort of thought, yeah, do you know what? I can do it, but it just... It adds to my plate. And I remember, you know, particularly because I'm self-employed, I remember somebody saying to me, well, you know, that couple of hours you spend cleaning, you could actually be working on your business. You could be using that time to offer more value to your clients. You you know, you could be doing that. And when I looked at it that way, I sort of thought, actually, yes, you know, it kind of makes sense. I'd always taken pride on, you know, cleaning my house myself. But actually, now that I have somebody to help me with that, it makes such a difference. And I'm so grateful, so grateful for my cleaner. It's ridiculous because that couple of hours makes all the difference to me and how I feel in my week. It really, really does. And, you know, the delegation with my partner as well, you know, I'm, I know this sounds like something really stupidly small, but I remember saying to him, right, 
that's it. I'm not taking the bins out anymore. It's your responsibility. I'm not even going to think about it. It's up to you. You take it out on a Monday. And it sounds like a silly little thing, but the problem is we have so many of those little things that we do day in, day out, that we don't even think about. And it's almost like if you can do it on one thing like that, then you can do it. And it was almost like for me, that was the first step towards you can do more. And it wasn't that he didn't want to or he wasn't willing. You know, he's he does loads of cooking. He helps around the house. He does hoovering. He, In fact, he loves hoovering. But it's more the fact that because you tend to stay at home with the kids when they're very little that those those things just fall to you and then you end up doing it without thinking about it and then you go back to work and you're still doing all those things he doesn't realize because he's never had to think about it so he doesn't know all those things you're doing and so sometimes it just takes you to turn around and say right that's it not doing the bins anymore that's you you think about that you take that onto your mental list of stuff that needs to be done and even just the little things like that makes such a big difference I think it really does, yeah. And as you say, a lot of the stuff is habitual. It's stuff that you may have just acquired from years and years mm. of doing. But then when other things come along, it's not a case of where you get rid of stuff typically. It's just it ends up piling up and piling up. Yeah. And we just take it on our shoulders. And it's mm. it it is a it is a a bad habit. It should be one of those things where you go, right, I've got too much stuff to do here. I don't need to do it all. Who can help me and who cannot? And like you say, just give those tasks to 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 people in your family. I've done exactly the same with my husband. Mm-hmm. And say, right, if you can focus on uh, doing the bins, he just the dishwasher, like that mm-hmm. there is little jobs and he knows that he just needs to get on and do with them. I kind of just stay away from it I'm doing that with the kids as well like the we've got them one of those go Henry cards and they get mm. um their pocket money for the chores that they do around the house so the my eldest loves hoovering my youngest mm. loves cleaning sinks for example like not, <laughs> it's, I, I don't ask me why but um she loves doing those types of things so it's a case of seeing what a people like doing because you'd be surprised um and, and getting them to do it but then also just saying look I can't do everything mummy's tired mm-hmm. I've got all of this stuff to do could you please help me out and yeah. and then it becomes just a part of their routine and spread that um mm-hmm. spread the ownership of the the daily tasks and I think that that's really important as well then the third D is declutter. Um, so this is just really looking at the things in your home that don't need to be there. Because when people talk to me about mental load, they don't expect me to talk about decluttering the things in your house. But actually, the things in your home that are things that need to be done or sorted or just cleaned up tidied up it actually takes a lot of mental space and it can actually be quite damaging to your confidence and your self-esteem so for example if you've got a pile of paperwork that you need to sort out every time you walk past that pile of paperwork you'll be like oh god I need to sort that out and then you'll start telling yourself god I'm so lazy why don't I just sort that out Mm. Um, oh god I'm just so unorganized why couldn't I have stopped it before it got to that point so you can hear this negative self-talk that you're you're giving yourself just because Mm. this one pile of paper but if you've got multiple piles of paper or um other kind of clutter hotspots in your home you can try to understand the impact that's going to have on you mentally because you're going to it's going to take your your thought away into a negative space and you're going to be keep beating yourself up about it and that can be quite damaging over time so 
And that's really what kind of happened with, with me as I started to sort through stuff. I was realizing that actually I can do this. I'm not mm. a bad person. Like I was telling myself I was, I can do it. I got that motivation. I got that confidence. I got that kind of self-esteem back, I suppose, just from simple things like that, because I was like, no, I am, I'm a perfectly uh, decent woman who can sort stuff out. Like I can, I'm a functioning human being that can manage my things. And, and just having that realization, which is like a basic human need and want you want to just be able to look after yourself getting that ability back so to to cut a side of it yes that is super important when it comes to 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 mental side of it as well not only will it make you feel more at ease in your home but it'll make you feel better about yourself as a person and I think having that safe space within yourself and within your four walls that can be a a sanctuary because let's be honest the world is a damn crazy place especially at the moment Mm. knowing you've got that sanctuary within you and just surrounding you in in your environment is incredibly healing in itself Mm. yeah I mean I'm I'm quite big on decluttering actually you know I always find that I am more anxious and more stressed if things are a bit of a mess or I can't find what I need or I open a drawer and everything's just all disorganised. It always makes me feel more anxious. So, you know, I do try to pair things back as much as possible, but I know that I've probably still got too much stuff around me. Um, But I think sometimes the idea of tackling it can just feel really, really overwhelming. So what how would you suggest that somebody makes a start in a way that feels manageable and doesn't feel like a massive overwhelming job I think the first thing to say is don't just dive head first into it because I think that can be the probably the biggest mistake that people make they'll go right I'm going to declutter and they'll just start diving in and 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 chucking things around the room and trying to find the best way to put things back and that's not really the the best way to start what you want to do first of all is to to just sit back and just first of all get yourself into the right mindset and think why am I wanting to do this for a start because if you don't know why you're doing it you're not going to be able to continue so you need to understand what are the benefits it's going to give you in order to be doing it because I mean, yes, it, it can take you maybe 10 minutes to declutter a, a drawer in your desk. But if you're wanting to t- tackle bigger things like the loft, the garage, your wardrobe, mm-hmm. some sentimental items, the kids' room, like all of those places that are typically quite difficult, you're going to need to know why you're doing it and the benefits it's going to have. So, for example, are you wanting to be able to declutter the kids playroom so that they've got more space to to play and they're able to communicate with each other better and they're able to play with a lot more of their toys than perhaps they've been able to and they can do their homework in there so you can get the clutter out from the kitchen table like what are the benefits to you and your family and your home by doing it and usually what I recommend is doing some kind of like vision board Whenever I've done group workshops, we typically start off the session as talking about the benefits and the unexpected benefits of clutter, uh, decluttering, sorry, and then taking just 
a sheet of paper, finding some nice images, cutting them out, cutting and sticking, finding some nice words and having that kind of vision board of what you want your home and your Mm. family life within that home to look like and sticking it on your fridge and just making sure that when you look over that, you go, right, that's what I'm striving for. And that's what exactly why I'm doing what I want to do. So Mm. it's about understanding why rather than just dumping everything out on the floor and trying to work out what you're doing as you're going along and I think that's super important and that's why most people get started and then they stop or they get started and they just can't maintain it it sounds like it sounds exactly like what I always tell my clients about fitness you know they just go oh I'll just start working out three times a week and I always say to them but if you don't know why you're doing it you're not going to keep going don't just say that to yourself think about why think about the vision you have for yourself think about you know where you want to be at the end of this uh, and I think that it's something that we often miss out but actually is so so important yeah yeah definitely because it it's a there's no point in wanting to to get to this destination without knowing why you're on that journey like you, mm. you need to know what that bit is at the end so you a get there and b know why when you're halfway down that road why you've made that full effort to get there and mm. to be able to continue because it can be for some it can be a really long journey and quite mm. difficult to to do for me it was because I was a hoarder um for for people who are, are um uh have less clutter it, it's it, it can still be a big quite emotional job to do mm. so you need to have that foundation in place before you move forward then another thing which I'm sure you share with your clients as well is that you make sure you have a plan what are you going to do and when don't just say oh I'll just get around to it when I can because you know fine well you just won't and it'll Mm -hmm. just be one of those things that you never get around to and you'll keep putting it at the bottom of the list and you've got to make it work for you as well don't say right I'm going to do an hour's decluttering every day if your lifestyle does not allow for that Mm -hmm. Um, and I always say start small so just do 10-15 minutes here and there Mm -hmm and try and, and and make sure that it, it's something that you're able to do and by making it into small manageable chunks I mean because you'll be surprised what you can get done in 10-15 mm. minutes like yesterday I spent literally 10-15 minutes in my kitchen with four drawers that my kids use to with their arts and crafts and stuff and I sorted that all out within 10-15 minutes mm. so it, it can you can make a big impact during that time so have a plan, what you're going to do when, um, put it in your calendar so that it reminds you to do it. Or even what I suggest as well, maybe set yourself a little timer, set a timer for 10, 15 minutes, like gamify it and just get some stuff done. Because if you don't put a plan in place and you Mm. don't say, I'm going to get this done by a month on Saturday. And in order to do that, I'm going to do 15 minutes every two days. As soon as I put my tea in the oven, I'm going to do 15 minutes every time. And then that is your plan. That is what you can stick to and it's manageable. So that's the the second one is make a plan. And then the third one's kind of linked to that as well is, is make it a habit. So mm-hmm. have, like I like the term habit stacking where you try and attach these things under other things that you do in life like it's that old comparison isn't it where you say you, you never think twice about getting up in the morning and brushing your teeth it's just mm-hmm. what you do now what else can you add on to things that you just do like what do you do every day I every day I cook myself a, a meal I'm in the kitchen doing the evening meals so 
exactly example what I've just said there is that you could put your meal in the oven and you could say, right, that time, that 20 minutes I'm waiting for my food to cook, I can use that time to, to declutter a certain area of my house. Or could it be, you could do this in regards to just cleaning and, and organising your home as well. You could say, right, while the kids are brushing their teeth in the morning, I'm going to get a load of laundry out of the basket and I'm going to pop it in the washing machine. And you could say, right, just after I've had my lunch, I'm going to then pull that laundry out and hang it on the line or put it in the tumble dryer. And then when the kids are back from school and we've got their having their snack, I'll um I'll sort out the dry laundry and I'll fold it up. And like yeah. just by adding them on to already existing things that you're doing during the day and habit stacking makes it so much easier. And the example I like to give is that for years I could not take medication for the life of me. Mm-hmm. Like I just would never remember. Now I always wake up in the morning and pour myself a drink. And the first thing I do is take my medication for the day. And I've not missed a day yet because Mm. it's just the thing that I do when I wake up is that I pour myself a drink and take my medication. Mm. And it's just normal. I don't think about it anymore. And it's about getting to that point with just your home tasks and your decluttering is just make it a habit. Just make it something that you attach under other things existing and Mm. make less of a chore of it. Yeah. Brilliant. Yeah, I think uh, the, the, the start small thing as well, something I'm always saying to my clients, stop trying to do like five workouts a week, start with a couple of short ones and build from there. So yeah, it's um, all of the same kind of things I definitely, definitely talk to my clients about as well. So that's brilliant. So there's a few things there and actually it's made me think, right, okay, I'm going to start doing just 10 minutes here and there and start doing the uh, take my own advice finally <laughs> when it comes to cluttering and do a bit myself. So Hayley, I have absolutely loved having you here today and I reckon I'm going to be um, writing some notes down after this is finished so I can uh, make a start on some of that myself. If you want to know more about what Hayley does and how she can help you to simplify your life, you can head to simplejoy.co.uk and also she's got a free Facebook group at the Simple Living Society with loads more amazing hints and tips. You'll also find the links in today's show notes as well. So I hope you've all got a few amazing takeaways from today's show and it's helped you to maybe pinpoint a couple of areas of your life where you could get started on simplifying things. I'd love to know what you think about it all and if you can spare a minute to give me a rating and a review on the podcast i would be so so grateful in the meantime have a wonderful day and i'll see you again next time thank you so much for joining me today for the busy woman's guide to fitness and wellness don't forget to come over and join me on my social media channels at alex chickfit for plenty more inspiration <laughs>